Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for another episode of our Coaches Corner series. Now, there are a lot of fun perks in our Speaker Lab programs, but our amazing coaches who guide our students through the ups and downs of building a speaking business are the heart of our mission. Every single day, our coaches dedicate their wealth of experience to helping our students gain the clarity and the confidence that they need to make an impact as a professional speaker. Today, our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the show alongside one of our other incredible coaches. And together, they're going to guide you through time-tested strategies and tough topics with the practical advice and wisdom that only comes through decades of experience. So whatever stage of your speaking journey that you're in, I know that you're going to benefit from this conversation. So without further do. I'm going to pass the mic to them. Enjoy. All right. Awesome. I am really excited to be here with Catherine Johnson. Catherine, so much. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today on the Coach's Corner. What's happening? Hi, Mary Alice. Oh, just ready for a good conversation. Thanks for having yeah. me. Well, it's an interesting conversation because you and I just had to get our own mindset straight after dealing with a ton of technical issues and yes, you know, we could have been like, Oh, forget it. I can't record this today. This is so stressful. Or we could have just switched and pivoted like we did. And yeah. now we had to take a deep breath and get ourselves wrapped around the content and really show up for our audience. And I think at any given time, uh, whether you're building a business, you know, becoming a husband or a wife or a parent or dealing with your children, um, there's always those two roads, right? The the negative mm -hmm. or the positive and how we manage our mindset around those things is, is really critical. And, and we work with our speakers every day on this, especially around building the business. So um, let's talk a little bit more about, or let's talk about these roads, these options mm -hmm. of like choosing the positive mindset versus choosing the negative mindset at any given moment. Sure. I, I love mindset. I love the, you know, the neuroscience here the, of everything we're learning, um, things that impact, you know, really how we approach anything, how we, how we do things. And I think of it like, you know, positive mindset is also a great, uh, way to think of it is growth mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's so much science now behind it, but we can look at, you know, our mindset influences how we think, feel and behave in any given situation. So as speakers, we we're in all kinds of different situations. We're building our businesses. We're getting on stages. We're going for things. And so understanding your own mindset um, and, and actually building up a more um, robust growth mindset is really going to make a difference in the journey of becoming a speaker, right? Mm -hmm. The opposite of that, whether it's a negative mindset or another way we call it as a fixed mindset is 
making meaning out of things and always dropping into the the problem. What's wrong with it? And just staying kind of stuck. It's very much like a swamp or like mm. quicksand. Remember as kids, we're always worried like playing on the playground and it's like, oh, quicksand everywhere. Well, <laughs> you're a negative mindset is like quicksand <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think also too, to, to that point, if, if you're in that fixed or that quicksand type mindset, it just, the, the negativity continues to gain momentum. You know, like all mm-hmm. these terrible things that are happening or all the, the failures that you're having, they tend to gain, gain momentum because what you put energy towards is what, what grows. Right, right. Absolutely. And I think we don't always even know that we're, we're in a negative mindset. You know, we're, we're actually hardwired. Like our neural pathways are much more heavily developed to go negative and to look for problems or even to make, I, I think about it as like, what are we making something mean? I ask this with speakers all the time in, in coaching calls where they'll have one experience and then they're making it mean something almost like it's a universal like truth now around what's possible, what's not possible because of one thing. And I'm like, that's, that's actually not data right? That's one experience. And so a mindset will, a negative mindset will grab a hold of something and then just hammer it, right? Hammer it over and over where what we want is to always be looking at like, what did I learn from this? What's possible? You know, it's, there's always information that we're learning. It's all about how do we stay curious and then use it to make the next best decision. Mm-hmm. So even if right. you're hardwired to kind of lean in more towards the negative, you can use those tools to kind of retrain or reprogram the brain um, so that you don't get stuck in that quicksand. Yes. The growth yeah. mindset is like, we, we want to develop neural pathways that take us to that, to the different mindset of the, the growth and the positive. It's not, oh yeah, let me, let me definitely um, re- uh, reinforce that, what you just said, which is just because we know the brain, the survival brain is more hardwired to to look for threats and negativity um, does not mean we have to stay there. That is not a fixed thing. We absolutely have the ability to cultivate a growth mindset, which will put us, you know, it makes us more resilient. It gives us the ability to see opportunities and connect more easily with people. Um, We move through the world very differently and it gives you a different energy to go about the task of building a business. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even if you're that type of person that maybe chooses road A naturally, which is the the mm-hmm. positive, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you were gifted with these neurotransmitters to kind of just see the good. And then if you're road B, to always choose the negative, you can actually retrain the brain. And that's the takeaway here. You don't mm-hmm. have to be stuck with this, like I'm always ho-humming through life. You can actually work on a growth mindset and change those messages. Um, and that starts with trigger, habit, and repeat. Just create that habit. Of, like mm-hmm. once that trigger, you have to just change how you go about that and, and yeah. reprogram the brain. Uh, can, you, can you do those questions again real quick for people? So it's like, what's the good in this? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Right. So, I mean, when I start a coaching session, if if someone's debriefing something, um, you know, a situation they had or what they've been working on, the question I always ask is, okay, so what have you learned? Mm-hmm. Right. So what did I learn through this? Uh, what is possible? Right. So what else is possible? 
Um, and then um, what is my next best step? Right now, given what you know, because we're always moving forward and getting more information, what you know, what do I know? And then, you know, you can also say, what other information do I need? What else do I need to learn here? Because a growth mindset is, you know, essentially saying um, something hasn't happened yet. Right. Or I don't know how to do this yet. Right. There's lots of new things when sometimes, you know, people come into speaking and what they they have experienced speaking. So they're like, great, I've been speaking, I maybe haven't been paid, um, or I've been speaking as part of my job, I love it. Um, They know that much, right? And so the aspiration is, well, I want to, I want to either create a speaking business that, you know, supports me in some way or becomes a full time, uh, full time business. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of new things that come along outside of just the getting on a stage and speaking. Mm -hmm. Right? So in many ways, um, when we're challenged with new things and being a beginner again at life, that's when a negative mindset can crop up because we're having to say, in many ways, the question is, can I do this? And what that does is that puts this very binary question in your brain to just say yes or no. Can I do this? Right? It's like this black or white thinking, and that's where the the brain will will start looking for threats or no, or I don't know how, or things are against me, or oh, this is so hard, you know, hard just because things aren't just you know falling into place magically, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, a growth mindset is all about like, wow, I'm learning something new, right? I'm always growing. I don't know how to do this piece. You know, this may feel hard right now, but what I know is I can look back at my past life and be like, I can do hard things. I can learn new things. Mm-hmm. I just think being a beginner and something is hard. It, it's hard for me. I've been very successful in some areas of my life. And then when I have to start over, I don't like not getting it right away. Yeah. So it's not that we're a hundred percent always in like a negative mindset or a or a positive mindset. It can be, ooh, when things get a little more challenging, that negative it's easier to fall kind of into a negativity and to look for like who do I blame? What's not going my way? What's wrong? Um, It's just looking for an external way to like point fingers instead of also asking important questions of, wow, you know, what do I need to learn? Where, you know, what are my strengths? What do I need to get help with? Do I need someone to help me learn how to do this? You know, what mu- what's a new muscle I'm building? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it really shuts us down. I mean, have you ever seen that where people just shut down when things start to feel hard? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, especially <laughs> with all the years of coaching, right? It's like, um, I, I think I think what people forget is like the human brain actually doesn't like to think. That's why we have habits. It likes to be steady Eddie. It doesn't like to be challenged. And so when we're challenged, we go into that flight or fight, right? And so we always want to choose comfort. We always want to be comfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. And so we see this on a weekly basis at the speaker lab when our students bring up the famous imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. This is that uncomfortable zone when you're starting to play bigger and where growth has the biggest opportunity, but Oftentimes people, when they feel that imposter syndrome, they want to run. They want to run mm-hmm. for the hills. They want to get back to comfort. They don't want to be uncomfortable. And, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no judgment here, but it is a sign of, it, it could be one of those triggers like we're talking about to be like, hey, wait a minute, what am I learning here? Who do I need to be? And what do I need to do? And, and what do I need to have to be able to step into this next version of myself? 
instead of running from it, leaning mm-hmm. into it. And, and that's where coaching is so profound, right? So um, we definitely see this. We, we definitely see it a see lot. The, yeah. And for us, we see it as an opportunity. For the student, it's more fear. And it's the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or right. who the hell do I think I am doing this? Am I crazy? <laughs> I, I had a student recently um, who I was coaching who loved speaking on stages, like no problem. The more people, the better work that. And then was asked to do a virtual workshop. And even though it was so like getting great, you know, evidence, we could say you're getting hired, you're getting paid to like deliver your message. You're, you know, it's landing, you have a market for it. Um, he was like, I can't do this. Like just immediately, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And I saw it like it was almost just like this, this shrinking real quick of like, well, I, I don't know. That's I've never done that before. And and so I said, but you're going to learn, right? If you can stand on a stage, you're going to learn. And so we worked through how do you how do you translate, you know, what you do on stage into a into a virtual workshop? And he. And I said, there's always your first time. This is going to be your first time. You're never going to have, it's never going to be your first again. You're going to learn so much by going out there and doing it the first time. Yeah. Right. And you know, there's value, you know, you know, and you're just, I I knew with his in general mindset, like it wasn't going to be a problem once he was there doing it, but mm-hmm. he just had that moment where he got, so he, he reached out to me afterwards and said, you are not going to believe this. I just, I'm going to, I got to tell you this. Uh, so we, we connected and he said, I loved it. It was my favorite thing I've ever done was a virtual workshop. And he thought, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm never going to do virtual. I'm only ever going to do going to do um, live in person. But to, to me, that was like he could have stopped right there when he's like, well, I've never done that. And he just started to say, no, that's not for me. And do you think going for like it. you often hear this, right? Like when people do go for it, it becomes their favorite thing or it's the thing they <laughs> they love the most that they didn't even know that they loved. Right. Do, do you right. think it's like, I often think, I wonder if they just loved it because it was such a feeling of success and achievement mm-hmm. or do they actually, I mean, they probably do love it. Like, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like, it's like extra spicier because it was the biggest thing that they were resisting. And then they allowed themselves right. to just, they just leaped and it was amazing. Like you just wonder. It could be, it could be. And you know, what was interesting was as a, as a speaker who, you know, has other um, considerations, right? Like amount of travel, time home with his with his son, these things. He said, oh my gosh, you mean I could get paid this much and I don't have to get on a plane. I don't have to travel. I showed up an hour later, I was done, you know, and, and yeah. got my speaking fee. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, wow. So I think that was something that hit him well too, was to like, oh, so if I start factoring into my business model, I do a certain number of these as well as, you know, being able to travel, that changes just his quality of life, you know, for what his needs are in this moment of time, which we always want people to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you allow yourself to lean into certain opportunities, you really don't know, you know, and and, Mm -hmm. hey, they may not all work out wonderful, but at least, you know, like now he knows that that's an option. And if he hated it, it wouldn't be an option. You, what did you learn no. from that? I learned exactly. that's not for me. I'm not going to put energy into that moving forward mm-hmm. because it's not for me. So again, back to our original, you're always learning something and that's what the right mindset says is, okay, well, that was, you know, I, I've had people who are, something goes wrong and they say, well, that was an expensive lesson, but I learned it. 
That's right. You know, and so I actually save saves me money in the long run because I realize I'm not going to go down, you know, that route. Like entrepreneurs all the time are learning lessons. Like that is part of being an entrepreneur and it, it is running a speaking business. You're first and foremost an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that mindset is key. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you must be open and available to learning lessons. And some of your greatest wins will be from your greatest failures. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy, but it's actually the case when it comes to entrepreneurs. You will fail a lot, but it will help you succeed in the long run. But you have to be open and available to those failures. And it's it all, you know, tie it up in a nice little bow, but it's all about risks. You have to take those risks, go places you've never gone before. Um, which then leads us to our next point, right? That you could work on your mindset and you could, you know, like that student you had. What if he did the virtual and completely bombed, right? What mm-hmm. is he going to quit? Is he just going to quit speaking altogether because he made this one massive bomb? No, right? Now we have to talk about if you're going to work on your mindset, you also parallel have to be working on this, building this muscle of resiliency mm-hmm. and getting back in the game, even when you fail. So talk about the importance of being cognizant of that, um, mm-hmm. flexing that muscle, maybe giving some tips on how people can do that. But that's yeah, I, I think you described it really well, which is like, how do you pick yourself back up after after things don't go the way you thought? I mean, all the time we're going to run into situations where things do not go as we thought. I just had a coaching call with a student who showed up and she said, oh, my gosh, we've got to debrief this speaking gig. They were guaranteed there were it was going to be an event with thousands of people. So each speaker in their in their um Breakout room was breakout session was supposed to have hundreds of people. Mm. She had about five. Oof. In in a space set up for hundreds. So if you can oh. imagine hundreds of chairs, mm-hmm. and there were all, she said the whole event was like that. So something went really wonky, right? In terms of the event planning, and they couldn't, they didn't market it, whatever, all, lots of reasons. Yeah. But did she make that mean, well, I shouldn't be a speaker or I shouldn't? No, we just talked about like, wow, what did you learn? What would that be like in the future when you have those? prep calls to ask, what are your actual numbers right now? You know, Mm -hmm. making sure that if um, I've had those gigs, I don't know if you have Mary Alice, where the numbers are different and you want to say, okay, I've got to tell everyone, come sit up close and I'm just going to get off the stage and sit down with you and still present the material. You have to show up no matter what. And if you're feeling any kind of (laughs) like ego driven of like, I'm so self-important, it shouldn't be going this way. You just have to deliver. You are there to serve and have been hired. Yep. You have to pretend like there's 5,000, right? You have to to pretend energy for five. Totally. Um, And so the resilience is figuring out, okay, so what did I learn and what am I going to keep doing? You know, it can come at speaking events. It can come through the marketing and sales activities that you have to do. It's, it's, keeping going, even though you're not necessarily seeing the evidence in that moment, because that's the long-term play. And and I think of resilience as coming from focusing more on the activities you're doing and their effectiveness over the long run, instead of focusing on the results, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we take that idea of, you know, like, 
let's say bamboo, right? Bamboo, you at first there's certain kinds you you water, you plant it, you water, 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 you don't see anything. And then all of a sudden you can get a, a foot of growth a day. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to focus on what you're doing in your speaking business and as a speaker looking at the activities and that those compound and they stack. But if you take a snapshot in any moment and you are just like, well, this must mean X, Y, or Z, and you walk away, um, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. I just think that resilience is in, it's easy in hindsight to look back and say, oh, uh, you know, I had resilience, but you don't know. It's like, what does that look like in the moment to mm-hmm. have resilience? Yeah. You know, yeah. like what have you seen, Marielle, that you're like, wow, that is showing someone. Sometimes an observer can um, see resilience in someone mm-hmm. by the actions they're taking or the way they're supporting themselves in their mindset to get through a tough time. Right. Yeah. I had, I had a client. Oh my God. She's, she's amazing to this day. I still keep in touch with her. And no matter what, she she just knew that the business that she was building was going to be successful. And it didn't matter if her launch produced two new clients or 20 new clients. It didn't matter because she knew that it was a long game and she was going to keep getting back up. And she's such a great example of that. Like She's like, okay. I'm like, what kind of numbers? She goes, well, this is what I want. But if I can help one person, then I'm, I'm successful. Mm-hmm. And today her Instagram account is verified. She's got all these followers. You know, she's, she's very That's awesome. She's, yeah. Right. But it's that resilience. Um, and you, you can't have resilience without discipline, right? Mm-hmm. There's, they really do go hand in hand. And so, um, and this is where I think you can change some habits of what you're doing to help support the mindset and the resiliency that, that you so need to be successful. Um, and this could be, you know, not living, not waking up and going right to email. Don't let email dictate the way your day is going to go. Maybe waking up mm-hmm. an hour earlier. Um, you know, maybe, maybe journaling in the morning and getting your mindset straight, like really reading your own words to see where are you with your mindset today? Because your words will tell you. Um, but I think discipline as an athlete, you know this, you were a collegiate athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to have mm-hmm. discipline in order to be resilient and have a great mindset. So talk a little bit about that too. Yeah. Discipline. There's so many things that want to pull us away from consistency, you know, and, and I, as an adult now, you know, there's so many more things going on in my life than when I was a, an elite athlete. So now I'm like, Oh, how, how fortunate was I that I could just focus on one thing so deeply. Right. But we still need a level of consistency and discipline in order to move something forward. If we get too scattered, I think of it as trying to move something forward. Like you want to move it a foot forward and not be pushing 10 different things like a centimeter or an inch forward because we're spread too thin. And so that discipline is to say, okay, in this year, what are the three big things you know, three to five big things that I'm going to do consistently that are going to move the needle. Mm-hmm. And you prioritize those. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the discipline is not starting with, do you want to do them? Do you feel like it today? Anything like that? It's knowing, okay, if I'm consistently doing these things, 
the payoff is is coming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's work. You have to, everybody has different rhythms, but it's figuring out what is your rhythm and making that a priority. You know, yeah. it's like Eric Ream talks about the power hour, right? So maybe it's a power hour in the day, or it's you know you got to know how you work. Is it in the morning? Is it in the middle of the day? Like what is it? But it's taking those things, and sometimes it's what you want to avoid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I would say that because there's so many different um, between, you know, having your brand assets and making sure you, you're practicing your talk and have that nailed to the, the ongoing sales activities and those outreach and conversations and networking. It's like getting honest with yourself of what are the ones you're avoiding and how can you create consistency mm-hmm. and build that muscle and and not avoid it, you know, yeah. not make excuses, not, um, not fill your day with lots of busy, busyness. Mm-hmm. Like we can, I'll, I'll tell you where we see this. I mean, I see it in different, all the different areas, but we can gold plate our websites and tweak behind the scenes forever. Mm-hmm. Right. As speakers, mm-hmm. like we know, is it just right? Is the language just right? I mean, we're speakers. We love working with words. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So you're like, it can, that can be a way of avoiding. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I, I find that discipline also means being really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yeah. Or like not putting pictures on your website because they're not good enough. So I need to, I need yeah. to book the photographer and do those over mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff getting wrapped up in that. So true. Really yeah. being honest on on what you're avoiding versus what you're moving forward. I mean, this has been awesome, and I I, I really think like when we when we look at uh, our mindset, if we were focusing, if we focus just on that that term growth mindset, mm-hmm. just having that awareness of where we are today and where we want to be, and not not going from today to five years from now, right? Mm-hmm. But where do you want to be? T- where do you want to be just ninety days from now? Yeah, right. Those 90-day increments are so important. It's something we preach to our students all of the time. And so be patient with yourself, have grace, and 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 be realistic. Set your expectations in a realistic way. And those 90-day increments of, of where are you going to grow in the next 90 days? I think that really helps us have the bandwidth mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. to get there. Versus compiling all of this stuff and going back to that quicksand analogy, where it just feels so heavy and so much. And so, um, I would love everything that you've shared today about a growth mindset and really being focused on these small incremental steps. Um, and then also, you know, seeking coaching where you need it. If you mm-hmm. need realistic perspective to get out of your own way, that's what the Speaker Lab is here for, right? you know, our community, our coaching, our content, that's what we are here for. Right. And so I think that's really critical too. Like you don't have to do this on your own. And sometimes when it comes to mindset, it's best not to do it on your own. It, you know what? It's so hard to recognize sometimes because we're, we're in our head. Like it's hard for us to see. And so I think when people commit, you know, one of the biggest investments is to commit to say, um, I'm not going to, you're gonna do this alone. I don't know what I don't know. I love when speakers come in and they're like, kind of do a a, a brain dump of you know where they are with things and all that, and they're just like, you know, I realize I don't know what I don't know. I'm here mm-hmm. to learn and to watch by the end of their time with us when a student says, "Wow, I'm just really proud of how much I learned." I look back and 
you know, five months ago, six months ago, I didn't have the confidence and I didn't, I didn't know I could do this. And they've worked through all the modules and they're like, I have a speaking business and mm-hmm. I feel really confident to get out there and keep building it. Yep. Yep. So it makes me so proud of that individual and they I did know. the work. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a privilege to come alongside them and coach with them, but it's, it's such like, um, it's so impressive that humans can grow like this when, when you get to mm-hmm. witness it. Yeah. It's yep. such a privilege. It is. It really is such a privilege and, and having uh, people really lean into their, um, their desired next best self. It's mm-hmm. really awesome to watch that and and see their dreams and their hopes, but then actually see them do the work to get there. It's really powerful. It's a great experience. Um, yeah. You're awesome. Thank you so much for your <laughs> Thank knowledge. Thank you, Mary Alice. You're awesome. Topic. <laughs> I'm glad we made it through with our positive <laughs> mindsets, with our tech issues. We did it. We totally. Tech really <laughs> gave us a chance to... Live it before we had to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it really created the the feeling of the theme. (laughs) All right, everybody, we hope you have an awesome day. Thanks so much for listening. And if you are not working with the Speaker Lab, definitely check us check us out at thespeakerlab.com. Book that call, and we will be here to help you on with that growth mindset. Have an awesome day. Thanks so much, Catherine. Bye. Thanks, Mary Alice. Here at the Speaker Lab, we pride ourselves on the amazing caliber and diversity of our coaching team. In addition to decades of experience and building a speaking business, each of our coaches has a unique specialty ranging from self-discovery to executive leadership, to spirituality, to marketing, to writing, and more. And so whatever path you want to forge as a speaker, you can find someone with the experience and wisdom to guide you on our coaching team. If you've ever thought about working with our incredible team, it is a great time to take the next step. So I want you to head to the Speaker speakerlab.com slash corner. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash corner to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, our podcast is full of similar coaches, corners, episodes, interviews with incredible professional speakers, and so much more. So I want you to check it out over at the speakerlab.com slash podcast. Finally, got a huge favor to ask of you. I want you to leave us a rating or review for this show. We read every single one of them, helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can also use to build their speaking careers. And thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you next time.